So now the hunt is on. Elijah, he's waiting. He's got his money belt on. Is that they're at this? I don't know what was that thing he was on. It was Dude, like a I revolving don't know bridge. This is he doesn't have gorgeous. the money. Yeah, go ahead. No, it's just a, another example of this gorgeous, industrial, um, beautiful. Like looks like it could have been part of the RoboCop, uh, you know, scene. Um, yes. Like everything is all big gears and metal and and there's steam and it's all backlit and I love it. I just I think it looks totally gorgeous. Yeah, in my notes here, I'm just like, oh, it's so beautiful. I love the meetup in the backlit industrial area. This is what I have a hard time with this movie because it's like, yeah, sure, there's some really dumb shit in here, but it's like everything we've loved about our movies, they do it, mm-hmm. but they build on it so much better they bring the tension they bring well, like the atmosphere it's obvious john woo has talent i mean yeah, gorgeous eye candy doing. throughout and, yeah yeah and they brought the money and they brought the sets like yeah. the sets is the big thing here like all i i don't know if they filmed this actually in louisiana anyone i'm sure they did yeah i, I don't know possibly like it's very possible but it, it, like all the sets in this movie are just fucking gorgeous it's so totally. and then we get to the cemetery where uh, as he's running Ooh, you know in a minute here running. yeah and everything is just beautiful but yeah all the industrial stuff really speaks to me so uh how does it fushan or pick breaks down the rules for elijah he's like look you got 10 miles it's pick. pick always does okay. talk he's, That's right. he's like go through the city with that money belt you get to the you get to the river the river i'm not gonna You're say golden. it's the mississippi yeah and it's good Got a five minute head start. Soon as it goes, they immediately start chasing. <laughs> this is what I didn't get. Into. Like, this is the first time when I was watching the movie, I was like, wait, 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 wait. He didn't even a second. He's like a 60 year old man on top. It's like, give the guy a fucking head start. Seems unsportsmanlike. Yeah. Like, if you just want to straight up murder a guy, I feel like it would cost less. Like, if you just want to fucking kill a guy, just go kill a guy. But if you're paying right. for the hunt and for a hard target then (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you're gonna give him the head start you're gonna like maybe not take to the air with infrared or whatever about it um (laughs) yeah it was a little overkill for a six-year-old man right but hey this is clearly not so much a hard target as it is a this is a soft target soft boiled target jean claude is the hard target this is a eggy paw of the hard boil and it's not quite done in the middle and kind of not quite eggy boy done so he makes it to the 
to the uh, cemetery, which is, I guess, is right next to the river. I, and we got the, you I know, because so. it's New Orleans, we have the above ground, like graves, you know, Crypt, the tombs. Yeah. And we have yeah. all votive candles that are lit at the same time throughout, which, okay, I love because it's very, very beautiful. But y'all, have you ever even had a dinner party where you were able to get all the candles lit so that they were all looking good at the same time? It does not work out like <laughs> very unreal. This is and that's fine. This is why Fushan pays pick. Pick is all about the details. He's picky, if you will. Um, <laughs> oh, oh my god! Yeah, he's great. He's hamming it up, but he's really loving this facial wise. Oh man! Oh, boy. so yeah, he he's like he knows how to set a mood or kill murdering a person. He's like, no, <laughs> the candles murdering? go there. And so yeah, they're just like. The fucking jackass hunter dude he's like i was bummed i thought everybody got the fucking arrow gun but no he just gets a regular old machine gun no he yeah. gets a fucking crazy 90s gun it is a robocop gun it's it a the... super nintendo super scoped gun grenade launcher fucking missile launcher fucking normal rounds super... it's equalizer 2000 a movie this... we haven't done yet yeah, this is like a super AR-15 for people listening. Well, you're paying a quarter mil for fuck's sake. Yeah, got a banana clip in there. Bump stock. And, <laughs> and so, but remember, Elijah's special forces, so he's still got some tricks up his sleeve. So they're they're blowing away all these tombstones. Oh, they're just they're, not respected. Of course, you know, cops are on strikes and nobody's coming. There's like fucking gunfire going off. Yeah. And uh, so time uh, where there's a shootout and nobody is around to even notice. So, you know, that's Detroit every night. And <laughs> so oh, it's gunfire. Yeah. And so uh, the, the 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 chump, he's like looking around with what was there like a cabinet? I don't know. Where was he hiding? Uh, Elijah, I, I can't explain this because there's just an I, armoire that just happens to look, be inside. The I cemetery. read the notes that Taffy gave us. I was like, my vocabulary is teeny tiny. And I cannot even try to explain some of these things that are happening here. But Elijah is hiding behind this figure. It's a statue of some sort. But our client shoots through it and hits Elijah in the ass. And he, he yells out like, bubblegum shrimp, my ass. I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> don't ever mention Forrest Gump again on this fucking thing. <laughs> Motherfucker, I hate that movie. Oh, the gold you dig upon yeah. in the middle of an episode. Oh, my God. But Elijah's been hit in the ass, Murray. And so right. all of Pick's crew gather around him. And they're just like, all right, client, go ahead. Take out your kill. But he's not willing he, yeah, to kill he an easy. He, it's like when you're wheeling a fish and you don't want to take it off the hook. Yeah, he thought he wanted to do it, but he uh, he kind of got squeamish there at the end. Isn't that isn't isn't that the whole thing about killing something? I I I can't kill anything, so I I don't know how to do it. Do Killed this. the show many a time. But... I've killed I've killed plenty of show. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess Elijah just gets the gun and blows. He has no problem killing the client. Well, no. Mar- <laughs> You didn't watch this movie. You know, I you know we're the worst at explaining action. That's I, I don't know why we even are doing. Elijah gets up and runs away, okay. and so Pick gets super pissed off. He's like, "These 
fucking Well, of course blind. he would. He just put all the candles out and everything. He's like, look at this ambiance I set. And you're just pissing. I know. I mean, Debbie, you brought it up. Like, the amount of work they put into to make this graveyard look spectacular for this kill. <laughs> and the romance to it, you know? Exactly. Oh like, they had the wine ready. It was chilled. And then they had the <laughs> it was right, right after the kill, they have they popped the cork of yeah, champagne. They had some decantered and all ready to go. Exactly. Um, And, yeah, it's all fucked up now because this guy couldn't put a bullet in this fucking poor guy's head. So Elijah gets up and runs away, and so everyone has to start up their engines again. They threw the keys away because they're like, let's get drunk in this graveyard and have a graveyard fuck like the monster mash. Let's have a graveyard fuck. <laughs> all right, okay. An old sucking fuck. And okay, all right. Did I go too far? You went too, way too far. Excuse me. And so everybody's like, God damn it, now we got to get in the gear. And the client is like, I'll make this right. I'm sorry. So he goes running out there, and Elijah, a fucking Vietnam vet who is just like on the Marine level, he hides around the corner. It's over. He fucking stone cold stuns him, gets his gun in fucking flash. <laughs> like, like you're building him up, and all he does is hide behind a corner. Like yeah. only a trained Marine could do. Yes. Yeah. Marie, that's all a Marine would do because that's all you need to do. And he shoots this guy in the fucking stomach twice and in the chest once, but not in the heart. So we so we can die slowly. Absolutely, Marie. Hey, if somebody's killing me, yeah, all bets are off. Trying to so kill me. So Elijah takes off and he gets beyond the grave and he gets on the Bourbon Street and all the Pixmen gather. Yeah, exactly. You think he's home free because all the Pixmen grow. Gravitate around the dead client. But well, soon to die. Unfortunately, client. this is eleven o'clock on a Friday in New Orleans, and you know that town's dead by then. Everyone's in bed. Yeah, Murray, yeah. this is There's the, only a couple uh, of dozen people out. Exactly. This is and the it's only still time. the most people we've seen in New Orleans at night or during the day, for that matter. But yeah, it's like a couple of dozen people because New again, New Orleans, uh, Bourbon Street, not known for the nightlife. Exactly. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> Exactly. Like we we learn from Spinal Tap, Boston is in a college town. Yes, and New Orleans is in a party. <laughs> ah, Ian, 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 nice. So, all the Pixmen gather around the client, and Pick is just like, "Well, you got fucking Ted Raimi, Sam Raimi's brothers. One of the guys who's like, I don't have any money. Leave me alone.' Yeah, just brushes him off. So Pick is just like, "Hey, Taff, did you know this is more IMDb uh, trivia for you?" Sam Raimi was hired to be backup for John Woo in case John Woo fucked it up. So he was on the set at all times. No. Oh, yeah. is, that, is that real though? Or... Well, I, if, <laughs> is if real as, far, as, as far as we know. And he, and, and that, well, it makes sense why Ted Raimi pops in. And so, oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. No, I didn't know that. And he said, John Woo did great. He's like, I was just hanging out. It's cool. I didn't have to do anything. You know, Pick has lost his cool. He looks down at that client. He tells him, this is why we demand cash up front. And he shoots him dead so we can carry on with our hunt. You know, this is going to be the final hunt. So we got to finish off Elijah once and for all. They roll up into Bourbon Street where we see Elijah. He's running around like the homeless man he is, asking for money, asking, you know, no one wants to help him out. And, uh, yeah, Pick and Foshan, they just show up. Stop in the middle of the street, and somehow Elijah's tuned into this, so we get a nice slow-mo of him turning and looking behind him as they're putting their rifles together, and they gun him dead in the street, where we now have our first collection of people 
uh, about 15, maybe 20. So they all scatter, and we have a dead homeless guy. And Pick is taken off the money belt there. Uh, and again, nobody in the streets of New Orleans. Uh, they've just had a massive shootout. There's the dead guy there in the middle of the street, and Pick is taking off the money belt and is perfectly fine to do so with no people around whatsoever. Well, they don't give a shit now. They're like, we're out of here the next day, so hey, why not? You know. I mean, even all the people on the Harry, streets are out of there, aren't they? They don't care. They're like, it's, it's like another homeless person. Good riddance is their kind of attitude. As soon, as soon as they see the gunshots, it's just like fucking, uh, they, they, what are those little insects? Not insects. Beetles? Not beetles. Gnats? Cockroaches. God damn it. I couldn't think of cockroaches. Cockroaches. Oh, boy. So, they just murder the guy. People are cool with it. Walk on the street, take the belt, no big deal. Fit, no, they're not wearing masks. There's, not, there's nothing like that. They're just out in the open. That's how brazen they are, Griff. Yeah. It's like, we can get away with anything we want. And so far, it, that's happened. Yep. Until a man named Chance. Exactly. We go to the next day, and it just so happens that our man named Chance is checking out Bourbon Street or Elijah's body, which, by the way, do you have any explanation of why Chance is just allowed to investigate bodies like this? <laughs> that, that was my question. Is why is he allowed behind the police line? I don't understand it's, at it's, all it's, why this rando dude is allowed to just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to check out this body behind the tape line. It'll be fine. Nobody will mind at all. Like, even the cop that they're working with isn't back there. Right. It's all about attitude, dude. You just walk like you attitude? own the place, and people just... That's in real life. You Hold just, on. Like, you noted one thing. Attitude? Duster. Dusters? That helps. Mullet. It's the Power mullet. Button-up shirt with some kind of pantaloon. I don't know what he's wearing at this point. Pulled up just below the nipples. So the Cinched top of your abs... Yeah, oh, of course. So the top of your abs are protruding through... Yep. That's got that's got to be case full amount of peck jelly. The shine, that shine glisten. Well, it's just that t- tippy top bit, yeah. you know. I don't know what I don't know what that's. What is that? What is that called? I got a tattoo there. I don't know what it's called. It's called your chest, Griff. It's called your. Pe- it's just chest. <laughs> yeah, your pecs. Everybody's got peck jelly on. Right up here is pecs. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. What's, oh, okay. That's your. Uh, I don't know enough. Clavicles that you're talking about. Is it clavicle? It might be clavicle. Clavicles. Okay. Either which way. <laughs> Sorry. What we're getting down to is Jean Claude is allowed to investigate. He is the working detective on this mission. Well, nobody else cares. And, 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 I'm shocked yeah. there are any cops at this thing scene to begin with. Why not? Okay, maybe they should take this uh, up in California. Maybe hobos investigating hobos. Maybe chance. They probably someplace. They probably be cool with that. Maybe <laughs> chance is this, he's he's the police force, and maybe he set the the crime scene. We don't. I don't know. He brought in a he brought in a fucking case of like po boys, and they're like, "This is our leader now." So fuck it, let's let him go. Sure. And he just cradles <laughs> Elijah's head, and is like, "Oh, Elijah." And then they we do the nice put the blanket on a sheet across his face. He's and, dead. Uh, of course. Chance points out the obvious, Murray. Uh, uh, dog tags that have holes in them. It's not dog tags that have holes in them, okay. but there's certain there's a certain somebody he worked with. 
no idea where you're going. Poe. Oh. He passed out flyers for Poe. That was an accent line that I was afraid to do again because I can't do accents. So, of course, they're going to go. Yes, thank you. Motherfuckers. You're probably right, though. So, of course, we're going to head over to Poe's now. But the camera, the crew, John Woo, and all of us are going to head over to uh, where Poe's heading out. And classic cartoon bit right here, Taffy. Hastily packed suitcases. (laughs) Heart-shaped underwear hanging out of it, you know. And he's got a... Help me. I'm so sorry. But yeah, a hastily packed suitcase with gloves. (laughs) (laughs) Why does it make me laugh so much? But it does. It does. It it makes me laugh every time. It's like there's shit just hanging out of it. I don't even know how you get it closed then. I've never been able to figure that out. But it's like a cartoon and it makes me absolutely die laughing. It's a it, it's I'm a sorry. wonderful sight. I only I only travel with zipper bags, and zipper bags won't allow this type of fucking transaction between clothes and fucking closing. So I I don't know this world too well. But Murray, now that we're on the streets, we're watching Poe try to fucking pack up his, like you mentioned very before, his disheveled Detroit base car. rusted out car. Yep. And yep. and he's he's just about to take off, and then pick rolls in. Yeah, and he's just like, "Hey, we're tying up loose ends." Puts the shotgun to his head and blows his fucking brains. Oh, up. Murray, he chooses a scene for. I'm sorry, Murray. I got to do this to you. I I hate to fucking note you to death. He's chewing the scene. Oh, pick. Or, excuse me, I'm pick. Poe, where pick and Poe? Isn't that interesting? Three word pick led names. Poe, where are you where are you heading out to? And Poe is just like, well, my grandma uh, or my mom, she's not doing so well, so I'm just gonna head over and make sure she's doing okay. Oh, she's not doing okay. And Tabby, what is this? What is this thing he does with this shotgun here? Because he's holding this shotgun. Well, Poe is crying about his mama, and he's sweating, and he's crying, and he's mewling, and we're just waiting for him to get shot because he's really annoying at this point. But. Pick is standing outside of the car and he's got the shotgun. I guess it's a shotgun. I'm, you know, it's a big fucking gun. And um, he does this thing where he like spins it around like he's in a high school color guard for a marching band. He like spins it and, and then shoots him. And it's just this amazing flourish that makes you know that he loves his job. It, it lets you know that Pick is not to be fucked with That's because right. he has. Hand-eye coordination for days. Hell yeah. And also, we already knew he was menacing by the way he talked to Poe before. And this scene just brings it completely to fruition because he fucking hurry. Blows his brains out. Yeah. And is this not beautiful? Like, did you did you <laughs> not respect this scene? Because even I, who is grossed out by violent scenes, like, isn't this just amazing? Yeah, fantastic. It was, it was pretty graphic, yeah. Yeah. All right, Murray's got nothing more to add. Blew his brains out. What else do you add? I I thought you were getting another completely empty street. So that when our heroes roll up with the lights flashing, empty, unobstructed, totally nothing going on at all. There's no one to witness it because (laughs) why would there be ghost town? Yeah, 
not it's not a tourist town at all. New this Orleans, is two o'clock. Yeah. People come to drink at four o'clock, so it's two hours early. You know. <laughs> so this is when Chance and the crew arrive, and Chance and crew means Chance, Nat, and uh, Maria from uh, the detective. The detective. Yeah. The, the detective. Oh, from God. the detective. From the police. From the detective. And they don't roll up in the uh, in the convertible. They're actually in a cop car. Um, yeah, they are. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it it doesn't make any sense. I don't know where they met up before that. Again, I, we're see- there's so much that's happening off camera for us that I just- think at this point, uh, Nat's just living at the police department. I mean, <laughs> I mean that only explains it because yeah, where has she been staying? You know, I I get it. I get it. I love it. But Nat, Too who's riding shotgun? Where is Nat in the car? She's backseat. No, she's backseat. She's got to be backseat. Jean-Claude don't ride. She's back behind the driver, which is Maria. Yeah. And uh, Jean-Claude is in shotgun. So Nat decides, oh, shit, that guy's dead. I better pop out of this car and check it out. And Jean-Claude and both Maria are, like, staring at this dead guy like, oh, fuck, we need to assess this situation. Maria's like, I need to pop my Maria, excuse me. Nat's like, I need to pop my head out here and see what's going on. And Maria's the first to react, throw her door open and like try to lower um Nat, and I think she gets shot for it right here. Yeah, she gets shot. Yeah. And then she like opens a door and hides behind the door, but that Pick's got the high powered shit. So he just fucking blows her the fuck away. Yeah. So we're moving from like this beautiful like uh detective C- CSI episode of this movie. I'm going into full action mode now, right? Right. Yeah. Not okay, good. Anymore. Good. Okay. So this next like 30 50 minutes will flow right by. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh I guess pick he's like let's get the fuck out of here. Jumps in there at like SUV. They take off. Our boy uh Chance. Chance, he needs a he needs a lift. So he's taking out people left and right, and that's when this fucking this this showboating fucking like little motocross boy comes flying by doing a wheelie. Beautiful wheelies. I did not count them, but there are a lot of unnecessarily I, there's never an unnecessary wheel. Yeah, I, you're, I, you're driving a, a motorcycle. You got a pop away, A dirt right? bike. This is this is bad as the Miami Vice uh, episode we did. And well, apparently Jean Claude agrees with you because he does a beautiful roundhouse kick right to the face of this motherfucker. Was this not yeah. beautiful? Is this not like watching people fight in football though when they're like punching helmets and you're like, why are you punching a helmet? But you don't have. This, you don't have feet of stone like Chance Boudreaux has. <laughs> Thank you, Marie. I got yeah. flashback. Go ahead. Oh, just the the Chance, you know, kicks that guy off the motorcycle, coming full tilt boogie at him, and doesn't break his shin is amazing, and uh, I love it. Uh, I think it's beautiful. This is this is why we're watching, and now we get way more kicks from this point out. Have you seen Kickboxer? Um, no, I don't think I've seen Kickboxer. You better watch Kickboxer because then you'll understand why. Uh, of course, now <laughs> Eric Sloan or Kurt Sloan? He's Kurt, Kurt Sloan. Sloan. He practices by kicking solid objects with his shin. So his character has manifested now into 
Chance Bordeaux, who can <laughs> kick things with his solid steel shins now. So right. that's why that's why it's like no big deal well, to him. Right. And it's if you, him right off the motorcycle. Exactly. At ninety miles an hour. It doesn't matter to him. If you like, watch that's nothing. If you watch Kickboxer, you'll get the origin of Tippy Taps. Tippy Taps. So. Oh, yeah, Tippy Taps. But well. uh yeah, so he just he's, he's kicking fool. He's just kicking everybody. Yeah. Jumps on that motorbike and takes off chasing him. Well or they he, start chasing him, but I don't remember. Well, that, this was the confusing part because I thought he was chasing them. Actually, maybe he was he was chasing Pick and is Fushan there too? He was not. Cha- okay, Mar- <laughs> he wasn't actually chasing anybody. He picks up Nat. Get on the bike. Yeah. She's nursing okay. Maria. Yeah, okay. she's nursing Maria. I- I'm sorry, Maria. There's no guilt here. Uh, so he says to to Nat, "Get on the bike. We need out of here now." So they start flying it out of there. I don't know what Pick's been up to, but in the next scene, all of Pick and his men are giving chase to him. Okay. So he was being chased. I just don't understand how it happened. But uh, yeah, this is when we get to John Claude. And oh my god, this is one of the most iconic moments of the movie. We yeah. don't even get to the most iconic moment yet. Like even in between the most iconic moment, there's a fucking beautiful moment here. Or Murray doesn't on. remember it. Lay it on us. So oh, he's yeah. <laughs> he's driving through. I'm supposed to tell you your most iconic moment. I don't know. Oh well, no, I wasn't saying the most iconic. I'm saying in between the most iconic oh, moment. That's even easier. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, what, well, the one where he runs the guy into some uh, cardboard boxes? Is that the... It's yeah. Just, it's such a beautiful sequence because you get a wheelie through fire into a dude's crotch, and then they go into a giant pile of, like, really casually placed empty boxes. And uh, I just think that that's terrific. The The empty boxes in this are, are sort of like the... Um, uh, like if you have a chase scene in a city and uh, you have to go through some chickens and produce... You know, like right, yeah, the, a the, the lot fruit, of the fruit stand. Bottom. The fruit stand. Right. So you got to have a fruit stand. Guys walking with a plate glass window yeah. across the street. Murray, yeah, as I say, I can't expect to, I, I should have known better to expect Murray to recognize this situation for what it was because he sees this every night when he walks out to get his newspaper. There's always people walking through with watermelon cards, black, uh, plat glaze, plat plate glass. Oh my windows. gosh, my words are failing me. And so, yeah, so we got the see, it looks like a fucking commercial for a Batman toy. He backs up the motorcycle, he continues ahead, and it at looks this point, like, does he have the holes in the gas tank, or is that happening? We don't know this yet. Okay. Yeah, but Murray, you are on the you're barking on the right trail here. So we go up to this bridge, and this is like southbound I-39, uh, Southfield Freeway, where you're either going to go south or north, and it's like the worst bridge ever, and you're either going to Dearborn or you're heading up towards you know, uh, the Detroit area. Okay, okay. And, again, little, little too much information there. We too much it. TMI? We, we understand a bridge. Okay, so there's a split. We don't actually see the left split in this bridge for the first shot. We just see the right split. Where construction is happening, the road is closed down. So John Claude gets to the end of it, fucking tail, just tails that that fucking butte around. He just fucking skids it out like Griff on a mountain bike when he was thirteen, trying to look real fucking cool. And he's just like, 
No. I think I've learned more about you through this episode than whatever the eight years. Are you ready to learn another huge Griff fact about this? Play it on us. Okay. Because I have a scar from this trick right here. Oh, my God. I, as a nine-year-old, saw this fucking trick. John claude gets back on his bike and fucking just decides to rip it. He's like, I'm going right back at the enemy. Right. Enemy's coming Where right. else is he going to go? Off the bridge? And the exactly. way he dumps off the girl, though, is really great. <laughs> did you did you catch that? He doesn't, like, help her off or anything. He just kind of pops a little wheelie and boop, throws her right off of it before he takes off. Right. It's like, I got no time to think about this. Fucking baller just, move. Bitches leave. I got I action to move. do. Men have yeah. work to do here. So he flies it. He guns it. And he's like, I got to get going so fast that the front wheel will not move an inch. And as he gets to that velocity, he's like, I need to ride this bitch like James Bond. I used to try to do this. Stand I tried to replicate this on my bicycle. And I would ride it in, like, I'd go up to high school. It's right down the street, big grassy yard. I would pavement, just fucking fly it. Get into that grass, stand on the seat, and try to go as far as I could. Not a good idea. Why on the grass? That's, like, bumpy. Uh, but the land is softer. No, you're already setting yourself up to fall, Griff. You I didn't realize John that. Claude I didn't realize be... that as a kid. Mm. Well, John Claude right. didn't, not only didn't fall, but he deserves an Oscar because he was doing some real acting. Once he dumps Nat off and he takes off... You see that great moment of him looking down, and then it comes back to his face, and you see the idea forming on his head of what he's going to do. <laughs> like, it's so good. He really, he really gives you everything of like, say, I've got a thought. <laughs> I think I know just what to do here before he takes off for it. And we're not privy to it. We don't know what he's going to do. But uh, oh my God. he got it all figured out, and he's going to he's gonna surf on top of that motorcycle is what he's going to do. Then he's going to teach us about parkour before parkour is even a thing. <laughs> Bear in mind, the, the gas tank is leaking, too. So, and we've established. Well, that's, that's part of the big acting scene. Two gallons of gas is, could make, like, 9-11 explode, like yeah, Oklahoma absolutely. City. Yes. yes, this is what we've learned. All, all the conspiracy theorists know this for fact. I want to point out that He's standing on it. His tucked in shirt is so pillowy. I thought oh I thought it was like, you know how dragsters have the parachute on the back? I thought he was gonna start flying. Like he was gonna fly oh away. Like, with I catch a little air there. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent agree with you. Every time Absolutely. I watch this afterwards, I was like, I had no shirt on. He has the <laughs> Go on, please. It's just it's like it's like natural padding. So I thought he was gonna do it as a fly away or some shit. No. Him, or should I say a stuntman with, like, a oh raccoon staple to his head. It was, like, the worst, like, mullet wig. Fucking eats it. He, like, he doesn't, he, like, hits the car and goes flying over. Well, no, he doesn't just hit the car. He hit, he lets the bike hit the car, and he starts and he doing jumps. a somersault. Yeah, a yeah. front flip. And he hits the roof of the car, but he's already in motion. And then he turns around with a pistol and fucking shoots. Yeah, he comes up around his feet. That was total baller John right there. Woo. This is John Woo all over the... Fu- this is him walking in a room full of and then whatever you're, yeah, he wants to ejaculate John Woo, on. Because then two and dogs like, flew out behind loads. him. It was beautiful. Oh, this is so silly. 
Oh, I love it though. And so the car, of course, explodes. Massive and his bike explosion. explodes. There's a mushroom cloud. There, there is a car. mushroom cloud. And yeah. then you just have John Cloud running now. He's got his jean shirt, pillowy jean shirt, jean blue, beautiful blue jeans. <laughs> jean jeans, yeah. Jean jeans. Rick Flair's jealous. He's like, exactly. let's ride Space Mountain in those blue jeans, buddy. And he is just fucking running it. And you're going to, again, slow motion. This is why the movie made it to an hour 40. Because right. slow motion for a full fucking minute here. He's running back to Nat. He's like, what are we going to do now? And we've got fucking Pick in his envoy. And we've got, uh, oh my god, I can't remember fucking Leroy's name. Who? Uh, and, Leroy? Fushan? And uh, huh? Who are we talking about? Fushan, the main villain? Yeah. Yeah, Fushan. <laughs> God damn it, I forgot his name. So everybody's heading for him as they head up this bridge. They're going to they're gonna corner him off and everything. They're going to block him and they're going to fucking murder him. Well, yeah, there's, there's no way out. But or is a, there? It, it's okay. Taffy, what's our savior here? Well, they're going to jump. They're going to jump on the <laughs> moving train is what they're going to do. Uh, which Luck is would have it. The train. Yeah, there's a train there. They're going to hop onto it. Uh, and they're definitely going to land in a way that doesn't cause them to be dead. And it, right. again, like a cartoon, like I have to think that that train car was transporting like, I don't know, feather pillows or um, marshmallows, maybe. I would uh, say billowy uh, denim shirts. But yeah. they definitely both jump and don't die. Um, they're... Their spines would have been snapped like ten times. <laughs> well, what you what I, you don't know is Chance Boucher. First of all, he took a chance. Chance Boucher. Boudreaux. Boudreaux. <laughs> oh my God, we have lost our minds. <laughs> yeah, so we're at oh hour God. ten right now. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> He he's like autistic. He's got that like he mem- memorizes like train like you know when they're gonna come and go. He knew exactly he when. Yeah, exactly train. knew when the feather pillow train yes. was coming. The cart, yeah. And he timed yeah. it perfectly. All I can say is I'm, I'm. I think he drew those guys to that bridge because he knew the train was coming. Maybe. How about that? I just know that as thirty year old, thirty three year old Griff who is like, yeah, I'm happy to be alive. Is happy I didn't have trains near me because I probably would have tried to jump into one because well, of that's this what movie. kids do. You're stupid. You're supposed to do shit. Well, like no, that. everything about this movie I've replicated except for jumping into Let's a fucking do it. incoming. Ju- Fuck this shit. Let's do it right now. Jump no, you're off. too old now. No, mm. your bones will crumble to oh, dust. Oh, you can't old. do that right now. Excuse mm. me. Do not tell me I don't have the agility. Do you know how? Uh, oh. This is guys, this come is, on. Uh, we're in the home stretch. Wilfred Brimley's yeah, coming on. up. Goddamn it, Griff. We'll do we'll do like a whole day where we can just talk about you, okay? And my agility <laughs> and your agility and your Thank childhood you. injuries and your earrings. I have never broken that, okay? a bone because I'm so uh, agile. Okay, okay your right, cat-like agility. That's awesome. Thank um, you. But now, now we've got to move on to Dagobah. Okay. <laughs> Because now we're going to go and we're going to be out of the city and now we're on Dagobah. Oh, my God. That's where and we are. Where it's right. misty and there's snakes. And what, did you guys not feel like that that's what we were doing here? I, <laughs> I don't just... know. 
It was a very interesting landscape we went to. I just love when uh, 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 Fashan was the watching you, baby. Come on. When, when Fashan is watching him leave, and he's just like, "Well, appears we have one last hunt after all." Pick. I loved it. Like the sunset, and well, oh. man, this is personal now. This guy's just basically slapped Fashan in his face with his dick. Well, I they're mean, not he's fighting like, choppers no. anymore. They're like, we got to defend our heavyweight title now. Right. You know, you know, you saw the way that guy played the piano. He ain't going to back down to anybody. Right? We're going for the natural nightmare here. We're going for the American so, uh, dream. So they're in the bayou. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been to the bayou. It looks very dry to me. Is it that dry? I, I, I always imagine it being a swamp. As soon as the swampier, but, you know, I don't know shit. Um, I, yeah. I don't it know. Just, it lo- it, like it looked medium up. muddy. And they're just walking through, and it's kind of misty, and it's sort of backlit, and it's kind of pretty. Um, and again, I was distracted by how high his jeans, his jeans, <laughs> they were so tight. Oh, and I was like, now we're getting to the best scene ever put on film. And mm, the thing yeah. is, is misdirect that he gives her and she's all like, oh yeah, I'm going to get kissed. Like no lady's ever that excited to get kissed by a guy with a mullet in jeans like that. Especially not a pretty lady. <laughs> Like, even in the nineties, established. She's yeah, not so even bright, in... though. So it's kind of like I. This is real research yeah, here, though. Fun. I'm like asking Taffy is like, if you saw a guy with a mole in the nineties, where you're like, fuck yeah, let's let's see what we got going Hard on. Pass. Here. Hard pass. Yeah, that was not my jam back then. I. Now it's not like there weren't men with bad hair, um, but the bad hair came in different flavors for a tap mm-hmm. in her 20s in the 90s. Um, there was a whole lot of Robert Smithness about it. Um, there were- oh, they're just like awkward, like long everywhere, like in no. weird directions? No, honey, like teased out, dyed black goth boys, you know, poets, shirts, leather pants, that kind of thing, real sensitive. And- I thought I, I thought Robert Smith always had like long, weird hair, though. Honey, and it, it was weird, but it was cute. And then, and then, because I'm a Seattle girl, um, and a cliche, uh, yeah, there was a series of musicians with <laughs> just the long, straight hair kind of thing. Yeah, a series of bad based on on that, um, uh, that kind of thing. But no, those jeans, that hair, no, 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 no. he was not getting any, at least not from Taff. <laughs> <laughs> that is something I'll have other questions about because I I, I thought I knew Robert Smith's hair, but anyways. Well, so, I think the the snake the snake agrees with you. He's not feeling the mullet either. The yeah, snake doesn't like it. The snake <laughs> snake um does not like it at all. The the snake is preceded though by its own sound cue because we get like some snake guitar before this happens, and it's so great. And she's feeling all romantical about it, and he's talking all soft, and she thinks it's for her, and it's not for her. It's because he doesn't want to shoot the snake. Yeah, for sure. Even as a nine-year-old, I understood the scene had other implications that I just didn't un- just did not understand. I didn't get it. Now I get it. Now you get it. Yeah, she's taming that dick. Oh, she's telling him, "You're mine." When this is all done and over with, yeah. Get You're dealing with me and my, yeah, in my baggy, uh, fucking like suit, shirt, jacket, and like 
cuffed yeah. shorts and uh yeah you're dealing with all that like th- this is you now this is us now pretty Awful. gross it's pretty gross so he grab he grabs the snake she's first. oblivious her eyes are closed yeah she she's thinking she's gonna get a smooch but first he bitch slaps that snake it's, you he gotta do that you gotta slap it first to show who's boss murray i'm gonna say this off mic so you can repeat it you trust me. <laughs> I think she got that. Because <laughs> that's, that's the fucking line of this movie, though. Like, that whole fucking setup of... Do you trust me? Like, oh, I, I actually, since we're bringing up, everyone's bringing up their fucking past lives, I had a run-in with a rattlesnake, and it wasn't... <laughs> Like this at all? No. It was. I. I was. There's no way I would have bitch slapped the damn thing. I. Would, no. You gave it a stone cold stunner and you flipped it off and you poured a well, couple okay, stabilizers on it. At the end of the day, the snake's just living its life. This, like, leave it alone. No, no. You're in the snake. He's got, to, he's got to bite the fucking rattle off. I just like that they're like Slap no one could ever follow us. The rattle off. <laughs> No one could ever follow us through this fucking jungle, and it's like giant grotto lanes. Like they're walking right. down a I lane that a car like could they're drive being in the swamps and shit. Yeah, like it's, a fucking one of those boats with the uh, big fans. Airboat, yeah, yeah. airboat, fan boat. Uh, no, it's beautiful. Exactly. Like I would want to walk down this any day, uh, except that <laughs> they said there's alligators everywhere. In which case, I'm not here. Not... It's bone dry. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah. They have all they have to worry about is one fucking wad- rattlesnake. Oh my god, rattlesnake that they went out of their way to fucking uh bitch slap, and then John Claude grabs it. Bites his fucking tail off after making a whole sexual fucking scene of it. Well, that that's why I was like, where are you going with the sexual shit? Like, wants to bite fucking shit off? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. We'll, got, we'll have to ask uh, fucking. Uh, I don't know. We got to ask John Will next time I see him. Yeah. So uh, he's like, remember, Griff, now they're on his playing field. Well, Pick tells us we're on his ground. <laughs> well, I'm calling back to Pick. Yeah, you are. And so he's obviously done this before with a snake because it's just it's just fluidity of emotion. He's just like slap, punch, bite. Yeah. So he's done it before. Yeah. I like this, though, because, again, we're building up the villains. They know what's coming. <laughs> this and- trap. It's like the old like every time you're in nature, this is the trap. The thing that the, the trip wire. Steven Seagal does this it's in every the- movie. Which the tripwire it... is connected to the snake? What? <laughs> like, the, why wouldn't the snake be just like, fuck off? Like, I'm out of here. I said my, I'm, in, I'm in traumatized. I, I, I had my fucking rattle just ripped off. I don't get it. But it, it, it is one of the best fucking movie moments I've ever seen. Absolutely. And we have to point it's, out. Go ahead. Great practical effects. It, I mean, it's like, like the weirdest, rubberiest, puppetiest thing ever. And... And the fluidity of the slap, punch, bite is <laughs> uh, The snake guitar is really great. 
And uh, the fact that the snake just kind of hangs around in that spot afterwards so the bad guys can trip over it is terrific. Like you said, like, don't you think he'd slink off or whatever it is? Chance put him in his place. That that, that snake was like, I'm your bitch. I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, he slapped it in the head, which apparently bonked it out for just enough time. (laughs) He knew. He was like, there are 24 clicks behind us, which I don't even know what a click is. Like, I know hog's head to the measurement. I don't know clicks to the measurement. a kilometer yeah oh shit so you both know we also want to point out that pick is called in the best hunters that they have one of which sven Oli thorson who's been in a lot of movies as henchmen that we've covered especially almost every schwarzenegger one because he was a bodybuilding buddy of schwarzenegger barney come on only the one in the shirt yeah he's doing the schwarzenegger impression where he's got the cigar and the yeah, yeah, and he's got that and really the, great shirt. <laughs> it's like a totally yeah. new wave print uh, sort of camp shirt situation that is kind of distracting. And you realize, oh, it's the long con we're in for. That shirt is so out of place <laughs> that we are definitely going to get a one-liner at the end of it. Oh, oh my God. He's he's definitely That's doing a Schwarzenegger impersonation. Yeah. He's got the fucking f- a flat top and the cigar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even it, even as a kid, because another movie I loved as a kid, Commando, I right. re- I saw that guy and I was like, oh, he's doing a Commando thing. <laughs> like, I don't know how I made that bridge, but yeah. Even 10-year-old Griff knew that so one. So we got the best. We got the guy from Scarface that I mentioned earlier, and we oh got a couple God. other guys. Yeah. So they're in trouble. The Where do we got to go? <laughs> so this I week on we... <laughs> we're all over ourselves here. So we all have right. the one guy finally actually get killed by the snake. <laughs> he hits the snake trip. Wire, I don't think we ever got through the, the snake. fucking snake being tripped. The guy gets fucking bit on the neck. He is like foaming at the mouth. And you know what? We're not going to deal with that kind of shit around here. So we're just like, hey, fucking kill this man so we can get on our way. Right. And they go over and they shoot the man in the fucking head. And they're like, look, he can't be too far away. There's only so many places. Well, you got to remember, Pick is constantly, he's a master tracker. So he's always rubbing. He's seeing like footprints and rubbing the dirt between oh, his yeah. fingers, tasting it, yeah. smelling it. He's like, they're two hours away. Like, yeah. fuck do you know we that? need to make up ground he lost a little bit of time by setting up well, they this were on track. a train they had no red lights so, so they, they were had... two hours away now they're only 90 minutes an hour and a half away so they're like we're gaining ground on them but we need to keep moving and so yeah his boss is just like fuck it let's just kill this man then and let's get well them. Fushan's getting fucking pissed he's getting showed up so he's just like let's just get this shit over with and move on to yugoslavia where the fuck we're going Let's move on to one of the most important character reveals that should have been Steve James. I would have lost my shit if Steve James popped up in this movie, but he I, was, I think he was dead by this. hundred percent. Yep. But almost better. Wilford Brimley doing his best acting I've ever seen. <laughs> and he is just concocting. He's got like the Bill Nye lab set up. And, or you know what? Uh, you know what's a better turn of phrase? He's got the whole fucking Walter White set up. You think he's. He is cooking. the Walter White of Moonshine. Moonshine is what he's, he's cooking breaking up. bad, Griff. Yeah, yeah, he's breaking bad everywhere. And he's so far out in the bayou, no one gives a shit. What? Yeah, yeah he, doesn't, he doesn't give a shit. But it's like all out there in the open. 
Right. It's it's so far out in the open. It's Gator Town, you know? I love the fucking little white go-go boots he's wearing. Oh, and my look, God. Like, he doesn't give a shit. He's like, I'm me. Get used to it, motherfucker. Off-season Santa. <laughs> like, again, I, I hate to go back to the boots. They're loaded boots, by the way. But it's just, they're so, pres- like, he has kept nothing in that little shack he lives in clean he lives in filth let's just say it exactly but his boots pristine they're made for walking though Mm -hmm. and i just want to point out okay let's talk about the accent for a while oh no i think i think i think wilford brimley's going on hour four and a half here (laughs) let's talk about the accent wilford brimley his like preparation was he just watched the remember the Bugs Bunny episode where Bugs is fucking with a French Canadian uh lumberjack named Black Jacques Chalac. That's basically what he did. He just studied that character. He like watched that and then a couple of episodes of that Justin Wilson show. Uh he was like a uh an early like PBS uh suspender wearing Cajun chef in the eighties. I remember that guy. He had the uh I think it was a potato chip commercial. He's like, Ooh, boy, they want a watch. I fucking love okay. hearing this I guarantee. Shit. I yeah. might know the Bugs episode. I don't know this other reference. Yeah, I know. The, yeah, I remember this guy. Yeah. I love it. And and so the that he has comes and goes and comes and goes, and it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And it doesn't help when he starts every line with, oh, wee oui, wee, oui, and then goes into his line. You know? <laughs> He's like, come on, Wilfred. Come oh on. But we love Wilfred all the same, so we let it go. But Marty, when you break the woods, you can't just go meet this character. You have to have a fucking like uh whistle chant to him, though, of course. <laughs> right. If I could whistle well, he's a he's a moonshiner. He he's he's you know, he's worried about he's got, he's got two pieces on him at all times an ankle piece, an ankle piece, a fucking waist piece, a shoulder piece. He's got it all. Why do you whistle to him? Whistle, I, so I do I, it. I don't know. I don't fly. I don't know. What That's do you perfect. Do? It sounds like a pigeon. And then, yeah. a, a, of course, Uncle Duvet. Effie, getting that right? Fred. Yeah. Okay, we're right. We were wondering. We were like, is that like a bed sheet? Yeah. What the fuck is that? Okay, we're right. It's like a fucking bedspread. I don't, I don't get why they came up with that with a name. But again, this is John Wu getting acclimated to the U.S. He was like, you know what? I like the word duvet. <laughs> It sounds French to me. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds French to me. Oh, so uh, we should lay the blame on the actual writers, not the director. But you know, uh, again, I give it five more minutes on it. Spend five minutes. I'm giving them all credit, and I'm giving them all blame. <laughs> so, so they have a little meet cute. He's like, "This is my lady love tat," and he's like. She, why they name her after a bug? She's like, I'll explain it later. Okay, Uncle, let's go into your shitty ramshackle house and drink some moonshine. Oh yeah, and of course he before they make it into the house, he's like, "Boy, is anybody following you? I smell bad." Griff voice here, not doing no. An that's accent. a perfect Wolf for Brimley. What? That, no, not that's a perfect Wolf for Brimley trying to do a Cajun. Oh okay. Yeah. I smell bad, man, on the. Approach. Not going into the full fucking CCR song, Bad Moon on the Rise. Um, so, yeah, they go in for that drink. And, and uh, Chance is just like, 
<laughs> Nat immediately goes blind. It's God. like the worst paint thinner shit. You oh, know? I want to I do this line because I love it so much. But Chance is just like Jonesy. He's looking around this place. There's It's dilapidated as all hell. Skarsgård, the boat is in the corner. <laughs> Everything is worn. There's just like gross fucking uh, uh, titty right. books in the... In, in, but then he's just like, Papa. Papa, it's his uncle. Daddy. <laughs> uncle. Do you have my shotgun? Better believe I have it, son. <laughs> son? You're going along yeah, with I me know. now? I'm fucking slap happy right now. I love that they toss him this shotgun. It is this gangster-ass shotgun. It's beautiful platinum bejeweled with a spear. <laughs> Fucking laser Engravings scope on it. On it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Work of art. It is. <laughs> That's why it was it was hung in a place of honor in the ramshackle house. That this is why you can't do this movie in under three hours <laughs> <laughs> because of details like this. Too much detail. <laughs> much, much too much goodness. Exactly. So oh. the hunters arrive, or are they the hunted? Because our boy, Mister Duvet. Is set a trap. Oh yeah. Oh, and it's and such no, a good one. Oh my god! And and all of our boys, uh, our hunter boys, they're looking around. They're noticing the moonshine. They're smelling, and they're like, "This is like 120 percent grain. This is good. This will get you ripped. This will get you kickboxer dancing in no time." And everybody else is like, "Calm down. We're scoping out enemies." And uh, that's just when fucking an arrow goes flying, Murray. The first arrow. And it hits that fucking chemistry set and just starts it in fire. And we get our first guy in fire. Is this not a classic trope? Oh, there's not enough people sit on fire in movies anymore. I I can't fuck with that CGI fire. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree completely. I love uh, all of the just old-fashioned stuntman ass stunts in this we get dudes getting thrown through plate glass windows uh and we get so many people walking around on fire and i'm here for it i just think it's so much fun i love i love seeing that kind of thing uh the only thing we're missing i don't think we get any kind of a long fall out of a window Um, (laughs) we get and yet fist fights and kick fights and and uh, plate glass. It's great. It's glorious. So just as we set up one bad situation, then we get a second worse situation because that whole chemistry set has lit a little wick. And as we're watching, all the hench freak the fuck out. And uh, oh my god, uh, 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 pick. He he's not freaking out at all. He's just surveying the scene. Everybody, you know, the big bosses, they're just chewing it up. And finally, they're like, get the fuck down. And so, like, everybody takes cover. And that's when we see, like, uh, this big explosion. And then we have fucking Wilford Brimley, (laughs) Uncle Duvet, riding off in the sunset. They all get off to shoot at him. Happy horse. It's a straining underneath. After I, after I read your notes, Taffy, I sent you over a clip of this on Instagram because it's so good. 
Uncle Duvet riding off on a horse while explosions are happening. You haven't experienced a horse. What's going on with Uncle Duvet and his horse riding here? Break down oh for us. Oh, my God. Okay. So uh, of the <laughs> the many crazy things that I've done in my life, uh, I was uh, kind of a bougie girl growing up, and I totally rode horses, right? So uh, uh, I can spot people who are good on horses or who aren't. And he is flapping around on that thing like he can barely hang on. And it is the <laughs> funniest thing. I mean, I would give anything to walk or ride away uh, from an explosion in slow-mo. I mean, that's a bucket list for sure for me. Brimley got to do it, but they just plunked him down on the back of that horse. And he he was just flapping around on there. It was preposterous. No wonder they cut away so soon because he looked ridiculous. <laughs> and it's, oh, my God. He probably God. fell like, off the horse. Probably. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen like a stunt man dressed up like Wilford Brimley. That would have been better. <laughs> oh, that would have been better. Oh my god! But hey, he he hey, I'm giving it up to fucking Brimley. He's he's getting out of his comfort zone. Yeah, that's true. So Pick and Fashan, they're like, oh my god, Fashan is calming everybody down because they're launching every last shot. Is they he? Have I thought he was Brimley. furious at this time. Is he, he chill? He was cool and calm at the same time. Like he is yin and yang and he's one. He's thinking about piano in his head. Exactly. Like, That's kind of what it is. It's like he's furious piano, but calm and cool on the inside. And so he's like, guys, we need to plan an ambush point. Get some copters into the air, flush them out. And Pick's like, I thought, no, I thought Pick wanted to do the copters. Pick wanted to shoot them from the copters. Right, okay. he just he wanted says, to be done with it. He's like, we can just take him out from the air; it'll be fine. But yep. of course, our man Lance is like, no, there's no honor in that. It's pick, personal. pick is like, we're dealing with a one d twenty here, guy, and we need to roll a five or better. Our odds are not with us. And Fashan's just like, pick, get in the air, flush him to the ambush point. Do not shoot him. Professionals take people from the ground, Murray. Well, I understand it because he's got some customers with him, so he wants to. You no, know. those are just his hired goons. No, those are those were uh, his hunters because the guy from the beginning was one of the guys that's with them. Oh, okay. So I'm I, assuming these are his best hunters. He's like, hey, you guys want a real hunt? Yeah. So he, that's what Fushan. He's always thinking. He's like, I can make money and kill my enemy. So instead of half time. a million, you say. You need oh, you got, a million and a half. For a hard target, it's a million at least. This is oh, the good. first hard target. Yeah. Oh, my God. So he's going to make five million and get rid of his. The guy's been a thorn in his Half side. a million for easy target. Right. 1.5 mil for hard right. target. If you're paying with Canadian, yes. Why not American? Because it's a million if it's America. Well, I still say you got to add. Anyways. Well, they got this whole ambush point planned out. And so we get the helicopters going up in the air and they're fucking chasing down. And uh, we got uh, Chance out on his fucking horse and he's just fucking going down these swamplands. It's beautiful shots, by the way. The wooded areas and everything they're going through. Can we argue? Are these not great shots? It's lovely. It's totally yeah. lovely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Murray. We don't have any more room for arguing here. But, yeah, no, they're beautiful shots and everything. 
as they're shooting at him with various rifles that have explosive rounds. And and then finally fucking Pick shows up with his grenade launcher, which does have an explosive round, knocks him off his horse, which, by the way, oh, can we, I mean, I don't want to see a horse. They're trained to fall. Like okay. That. All right. This isn't the 1930s where they had no, like, triple no, horses no. and shit. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's it's really super still not ideal. Um, it's really bad yeah. what they were doing. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, not telling, I'm, not, I'm just saying. It's uncomfortable super. watching it. It's totally uncomfortable watching it. It's terrible. So this leads a uh, chance to running to the nearby factory, abandoned factory, which we've known. We do this every week, everybody. Abandoned factories is a fucking, this is the breeding ground for henches and villains. So this is a course where correct. they're going to thrive. Well, you know, yes. that's why I blame NAFTA. NAFTA? <laughs> this wouldn't have been an abandoned factory if it wasn't for NAFTA. <laughs> an abandoned Mardi Gras parade float factory. I don't. I don't know what the fuck this. And they, they, they had a lot. It, actually, before uh, he left uh, his uncle's, uh, he said that he was going to the Mardi Gras graveyard. And uh, I doubt that it's called that, but I love it, <laughs> and so I accept it. Um, and also, uh, I just think that the as a set piece, it's. Such a gorgeous thing to look at. Uh, I love it. I just love that we have a name for this place because yeah. otherwise it's just an abandoned factory in the middle you of the woods. You got parade floats. Yeah. You have canisters of gasoline and you have beads everywhere. Everywhere. So John Claude immediately gets there first, of course. Everybody shows up secondary. Uh, but first amongst the henches is the motorbike crew. You know, mm-hmm. the guy on the dirt bikes. Yeah, they're the recon guys. And okay. so they immediately oh, chase. Uh, they're, 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 they're aiming for the higher uh, branches of this organization, this terror, terrorist organization. It's so not like, a terrorist who, organization. It's like the hunt humans. Okay. What do you want to call it? The hunters. This hunter organization. They're like, we're going to get this guy and we're going to move up the ladder. So they go into the building to chase down Chance. But Chance... He knows every environment, and it just so happens that a couple of pigeons live here, which we know that Chance can communicate with. This is 101. Mm -hmm. This is 101 John Woo right here. So Chance is hiding behind a beam, perfectly hidden in plain sight, and he starts whistling out. I cannot whistle. He's whistling out. Oh, okay, good. Thank you, Murray. Oh, nice. Yeah, and so these uh, dirt bikers have stopped under a, a beam that a bunch of pigeons were sitting on, and they start to shit all over their visors because they have the their helmets on. There. Love the symbolism, exactly. That's why we're building it up. And so they shit all over the visors, and John claude just says, hey, pigeon shit, and he flicks a fucking... Get hey, pigeon shit. I don't remember that. Yeah, he flips a can of gasoline at them after yes, saying that hey, was great. Shit. I like this thing. And like, like you said, yeah. these are all Dungeon and Dragon <laughs> on uh, drainable fucking uh, gas cans. <laughs> I don't know the word I'm looking for. 
They're just they have a thousand gallons in a two gallon thing. Yes. It's magic. We don't question it. We just say we just go along with it. So he uses his yeah, uh just let, it, let it flow over you. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that uh 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 Uncle Duvet gave him and he just fucking blasts it out of the air and they're just fucking torched. And then I think he even takes one of the guys and throws him out the window. How does somebody go out the I don't remember how somebody I don't know. It was chaos from here on out for me. It was Oh, just... it is absolute chaos. But uh eventually all the hunters start to move in and Chance 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 Chance? Chance? So Chance it's because we are all We're so Aww. tired. Oh uh, so, Chance, so Chance has gone into hiding, and he's using his little pigeon tweets to fucking like you know taunt them all as they all move into this abandoned warehouse. And they're like skidding across. They're trying to find them. You know, they're spreading out. They're doing the normal thing. But then Chance comes down on a fucking Mardi Gras parade. Yeah, it's like crane. a swan or something. Was it crane swan? It was, it was a swan. It was okay. Totally a swan. And the way that he flew down in on that, it was totally like a diva in a Broadway musical making an entrance. Like it, it was absolutely right out of musical theater. Um, because he's on this huge prop. He's coming down really slowly. He's got the fire around him and everything. <laughs> really slowly. It's very yeah. elegant. It's really beautifully done. And then does does he swap? Some buckle right after that? Does he get on a rope and swing around right after that, or is that in a... Yes, he does. He he swings oh, on a rope gosh. and just starts shooting people. And it's like like I'm glad you point out how how slow he was descending because these guys are supposed so to be slow. master hunters and they can't hit any. They're stormtroopers. They can't hit. They're not anything. very good. Yeah. No. That's why they ride the dirt bikes. Well, they're so impressed. They're like, oh, my God. Do you see the guy's curly mullet? That was amazing. That's beautiful. Like, his biceps are just bulging. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Why did you point that out? Because according (laughs) to my IMDB half-assed research, Jean-Claude Van Damme demanded a camera be there only to film his muscles. (laughs) And John Woo, of course, did it and then used none of the footage because he's a smart man. Oh, we do have Nat and Duvet. Keep the talent you... happy. <laughs> exactly. Right. Nat and Duvet actually kind of appear in the building. And Duvet does tell Nat, like, go get the police. But then, like, a minute there, a minute later, she's back. Get the police in the middle of the fucking bayou. Where the fuck? Yeah. Get the popo. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So we've got like Chance. He's still hiding. It's cat and mouse from here on out. It, exactly. Just... In this big fucking Mardi Gras factory, there's so much action and like graveyard. Uh, cat and Mardi mouse. Gras graveyard. Exactly. It is. It's the Mardi Gras. He does graveyard. A be- another beautiful kick to the face of a biker. I got flashbacks to Bronx Warrior where the guy takes a baseball bat to his face that was wearing the motorcycle helmet. I like it. And then he grabs a guy and uses the reflection off of his visor. And he sees, I believe, I believe Sven Ole Thorsen he sees. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. And (laughs) this is like, this is John Woo on fucking steroids. He gave the world, if you want to blame anybody for the guys where they shoot guns sideways, that's John Woo. That's right. John Cobb's like, fuck you. I'm going to do it better. I'm doing upside down I'll take it another 90. (laughs) <laughs> and just lays in this fan. He's yeah. just gone upside down. Second, f- <laughs> it was very second awkward. Hand. I, think, I okay. think I'm like, go ahead. Go ahead oh, I just I have a question because I don't know anything about guns. 
So the upside down gun situation that he was shooting, he shot it like a crabillion times. And oh, I don't yeah. know how that works. Like, I don't know if you have to reload a thing like that or if it just comes with the ability to shoot a kabillion times. Yeah. Yeah. Like, seemed there's, a little weird. There's a scene where they actually pick and chance reload and then they shoot a hundred bullets each right <laughs> after that. Okay. <laughs> so we do we do have to accept Jamu logic. Yeah. Uh, okay. from, Once again it's, it's I'll live in that world. We didn't know it. We're like in Middle Earth or some Dungeon Dragons world where sure. we have all these everlasting fucking bullet things. It's like the, uh, from it's my, like the clip. I I I've shot guns at a, a range before because we're down. I I live off of Eight Mile. You just go a few miles down Eight Mile. You go to a gun range. Uh it's by the dozen, just like Baker's, and you can get a Baker dozen's clip as well. And I've shot a Baker's dozen, so it's always in like twelves or thirteens. But th- you're right; it is in like an uh maybe something around the twenty nine region here that he shoots. Yeah. it's ridiculous, but he does kill a guy, and that's impressive. And we'll give him credit for that. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he also does repeatedly throughout this scene. He shoots oh, no. dudes a million times. Oh yeah. And he kicks him some. So like, I feel like, look, I'm not a combat veteran. I I don't know from these things, but I feel like it's not only wasteful of ammo, but it's wasteful of your own energy because you ain't gotta kick a guy after you've shot him twelve times. it's never it's it's necessary it's never wasteful when it looks cool that's the way i look at it words to live by it 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 really is and so now we've got our uh, our fucking triumphant return of wilford brimley uncle duvet and he comes in and he fucking shoots an arrow because that's all he does he's He's rambo he's bow and arrow yeah and it's super silent. He's ready for the zombie apocalypse. And so he shoots a guy who hides. He We see him do like this, like flip behind some kind of like a, a statue. Mm-hmm. The arrow, it's paper mache. It goes right through the statue and hits him right through the neck and the guy dies. And oh my God, it's beautiful. Like there's so many cool kills here. Yeah. Can we point out that also Chance set up many trampolines everywhere because he's doing some fucking flips flips and, uh, everywhere yeah. it's like yeah it's, he's like greg luganus on land he's just flipping everywhere that's some circus training there my friend that's some that good old-fashioned clowning and circus training and i love it oh taffy do you feel like this is retribution for all of uh nat's terrible outfits because uncle duvet actually gives nat a pistol and he's like just do something. Be careful. This one only shoots 23 rounds. Yes. You know, it's like a revolver. She <laughs> ends up going around the corner where a guy confronts her. She shoots the guy in the She dick destroys this guy's dick. Eight times. She's, eight. she's letting out some aggression. Yes. You know, she's just like, fuck yeah. this. Ever since I showed up in New Orleans, you guys go after me and my purse. My, right. my large Ugly, purse that is out of fashion. Fucking shoulder bag. Yeah, Thank you. she does. She shoots him repeatedly in the cock, which is fascinating. And then she does do that thing where she goes into shock a little bit, like, oh, my in- pinched face. Oh, what have I done? 
And (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Dufay gives her a high five. Fred has to like be be all tough guy and like I'm gonna take out these bad guys and you just be a little lady there. Um, Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty fun. I love, I I love it. Uncle Uncle Dufay comes in and goes full Crackle Barrel and it's just like you play the pyramid game. (laughs) I'll take rid of bad guys. Oh my god. Oh god. Oh <laughs> Murray? It's like it's almost like Wilbur Bramley speaking caveman for his again. He's basically caveman. They're like me. They're like speak Cajun? And you turn oh caveman. Yeah. And worse than that. So Yeah, so we're it's just Nat tosses oh. uh Uncle Dubay or actually John Claude comes in. Uh Tabby, did you have something to add to that? No, no, no. Just that uh, that she then throws the uh, the gun to JCVD and uh, yeah. I, I gotta say, she the way she tossed it, like oof, boy, it, it's lucky that he caught it because she did not I, do a great job with that. Okay, a toss as a baseball expert. I'm a super athlete. Toss, <laughs> oh toss, uh, and anyways that you're throwing it underhand. What is happening? Throw overhand. We're getting the inside so, baseball so, on baseball. Inside here. baseball, baseball with Griff here. So the fact that she tossed him a gun and he was expecting it overhand. I was expecting him to drop the gun. No, he catches it. JCVD oh, yeah. chance catches the gun. It's no That's our man. Yeah, that's our, exactly. That's our man. He is so fucking fast. Faster than a match across a, uh, the, the the side where you scratch the match across. So the then line. there's more killing. We're loving Thank it. You, we get the scene. I think it's this is a this is a John Woo thing where we get the two enemies yes. and they're like on the other side of a wall. Like one oh, side, one side, one side. Okay, this, this is my favorite they, thing. Okay, well go into it. I'm so Find sorry. I get more. really excited about no, this. No, no, because it's, it's in the killers and in face off. And I want to say it, a better tomorrow has one of these too, um, where you get a uh, good guy and bad guy either side of a wall, back to back, clip off. They're they're totally mm-hmm. flipping back and forth, making little comments and stuff while they're like reloading and re-energizing. Oh. And then it takes a second, and then they come out guns a blazing. And you know, I love that he puts it in every movie because I want to watch it in every movie. Uh, I don't <laughs> think that these two are the best at it. I'm not going to lie, but no. I think that it's enjoyable nonetheless. And I'm low-key rooting for Pick, by the way. <laughs> at this point, I'm like, I really kind of don't want Pick to get it. I, I want Pick to come. I know what's going to happen, but... Yeah, you know the rules. He's got to yeah. die. As a doll Griff, I, I, I'm with you. I you, love, you, could, well, you could just cut the sexual tension with a knife between these two. I was waiting for Jean-Claude to put his dick through a hole in the wall. <laughs> but before that can happen, we get the cock blocker hunter pops out of nowhere. Yeah. It's grenades. And then he just, I don't know, he blows up. I don't know. I just know that they're, they're running across the wall, shooting through the wall at each other. Yeah. And through windows and shit. Pick has plenty of things of to windows. hide behind. Yeah. While plenty of Pick's men are like popping into the hallway that John Claude is in, Chance is in. And they're like fighting him. He's shooting them all. We're seeing, we're seeing so many kills that are not worthwhile. But one of them, Hunter, as you call them. Yeah. Uh, he is like getting ready to pop a grenade and John Claude grabs it. And so he's got a live grenade. That becomes a thing later. 
Oh, but, we're gonna, um, that's going to come back. Yeah, that's some foreshadowing there. Yeah, yeah, that's a little bit of foreshadowing by the way he zooms in on it. So uh, it just z- slow mo's on it for reasons that are un, uh, uh yeah. Well, it, it, it slow mo's on his muscles too. Is that where he's like flexing his muscle, holding the grenade? In a minute here, you're okay. right. He, oh, that. he takes his shirt off to wrap the grenade up in it for reasons unknown. And, I think he uh, whipped somebody in the head with it. That's why. A he does. Real good look this is at a prison arms. thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hi, baby. <laughs> It's just glistening. It's 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 a great shot. Oh, that was God. the one shot that John was like, I got to put that muscle shot in. I threw the other ones in the trash, but that one stays in. So finally, we get like uh, our next level of shootouts between Pick and uh, Chance, where they're shooting through those windows again. But then a grenade comes flying through the window, and uh, Chance actually comes run like jumping out of it. And then he hits the floor, and he has so much velocity here on the floor. Maybe all that grease on his hair. It's just he slides. <laughs> he slides with the grease on his hair. Yes, he slides under the table, and he's going like 400 feet to where Pack pick, pack, pick. pick. Pack. I'm thinking wrestling Come again. On, keep it going. You're going to And so he ends up under pick where he shoots him. Two guns yeah. in the gut. I gotta times. say, Pick deserved a better ending than this. This was weird. I agree. A better ending, and uh, it looked like I originally thought for a moment that uh, when Chance was sliding, as you said, like way too far and way too fast under that table, mm-hmm. so that he could take out Pick. I thought he was on one of those uh, what do you call them? The little things that like a mechanic goes under your car. Oh um, yeah, like, yeah, like skateboard shit. But I, I rolled it back because I was like, why would that be there in the graveyard Backland. with the Mardi Gras and all? And mm-hmm. it wasn't. It was just that he was, I guess, well oiled enough and had the momentum yeah. or what happened. Exactly. Got all, juicy, all the product uh, in his smaller. hair. The, yeah. the, the fucking oh, uh, she yeah. sheen or ex- not she sheen. Uh, the peck jelly. Peck jelly. He had so on, and and the blood and guts all over the floor. I mean, yeah, this is just, be, yeah. and Guts also we're in a factory, so grease is everywhere. Oh yeah, and there's there's barrels of gasoline in the in a graveyard of uh, Mardi Gras. So I'm like, I'm letting it slide. No pun intended. So so yeah. So this is where actually Pick in his dying breaths he falls over John Claude because he has He's perfect so hip articulation. So he can he can hold his leg up. I can't even do it. It's Twelve o'clock here, Murray. You're seeing me at about eight o'clock, and Murray is not liking this. No. John Claude can go all the way to three o'clock with his leg, and he's holding Pick up, and Pick has that grenade in his hand. He drops it, and that's where we get that flex of him. Mm-hmm loading the grenade into the shirt it's beautiful it's wonderful you're like john Wu, you son of a bitch you got me back involved did we also point out that when there was when there was explosions (laughs) bushan gets set on fire and doesn't even sell it at all i don't even think he's mildly irritated by. i don't even think that comes up yet but it needs to be stated many a times he does not give a and we're shit. We're not. We're not even talking about the amazing gun that Fushan has. It's a. He's so badass. It's a one loader. Yeah. Chance needs one that has fifty million bullets. He's like exactly. one at a time. That's all I need. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Lance in that scene is so great because he's glowering and raging and you know covered in flames and. Uh, mm-hmm. just so super cash about taking that jacket off. He's pissed about it, but he's unconcerned that he's on fire 
you know, and because uh, he's got bigger things to deal with. And I just <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. So also, funny. in the background of that scene, uh, because this is the kind of fucking dork I am, like uh, a bunch of those barrels have what looks like cassette tape tape. <laughs> like, <laughs> out of it. It's like unraveled cassette tape tape coming out of 50 <laughs> barrels for Maybe, no uh, reason. Whatsoever. I think Uncle Duvet was just a hoarder and he just moved the shit to this place. I don't I think like there it. is a Mardi Gras graveyard. I think it. he's the hoarder. Yeah, could be. And so Fushan's like, kill him! He said that gravelly voice. And it's, yeah. now it's down. It's just down to him. It, all his, his henches are dead now. Yeah. So, I mean, we've done so many of these final fights where we're with old men, we're with all the people who can't do, like, the martial arts. How do you feel about this final fight? Sean versus Charles. I mean, it was kind of believable if you were going to get in real. Like, yeah. I mean, if, I, if I, you set, you put Lance Anderson next to Jean-Claude and said, how is this fight going to end? Yeah. I would be like, yeah, I would think Jean-Claude would destroy him. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of like what yeah, it takes a lot to destroy him, but uh, you well, know he's going to get destroyed. But I think that what he lacks in maybe um, facile hand-to-hand combat skills, uh, he more than makes up for in brooding and glowering and intimidation. And <laughs> the, the one sex scene that we get, because <laughs> tell me, this ain't hot. When he gets <laughs> Oh Daddy. my god! So this yeah, is this, I like this a lot. This is wonderful because uh, Afashan he, he he's just firing off into nothingness, and fucking Chance comes through. Chance, I I don't know why why I wanted to say it that way. <laughs> like Chance and Chance and Chance comes through the fires in a front flip and again this is why i Poetry broke my emotion, my fucking neck because i want to do front flips through fire and uh he, he fucking comes through and they engage and they're like going hand to hand well he he stabs uncle uh duvet in the heart with an arrow to get him out of the way that's how he gets uh nat but yeah. yeah we're getting there oh, in a okay. minute here so they end up confronting they get knocked away again because fucking john claude actually shoots potion Oh my God, Foshan in the like in the chest, and he gets away. But he ends up finding Duvet, who is just like he he hasn't had his insulin in a while, so he's on a fucking diabetic trip right now. <laughs> Get my oatmeal, Sherry, and he's like, "Come here, you!" Grabs him, yeah, stabs him in the heart. He's goner. Yeah, he's goner. Uncle Duvet grabs Nat, a killer, and then Chance, calm, cool, and collected. He's got yeah. the shotgun. He just fucking ejects all the shells. Well, yeah, he says, put your, put your weapon down. And then, we're going to do this nice and calm. <laughs> <laughs> you, if you didn't do the accent and just had the gravel, you'd almost have almost? a Lance yeah. Henriksen. Okay. It, it would have okay. been fine. But, so but you had to do So it. close. <laughs> And then, so Chance does, he puts the gun down, and then, and I think this is where Taffy gets hot because he goes, "Load me," and then flicks well, open his gun. Before that, though, when he gets the girl, because he winds her fucking hair up all around his yeah, face, yeah. And he's got her kind of, yeah, I like that, and then, yeah. and then yeah, and then and then we get <laughs> the arrow, some, yeah, 
Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, filing that one away. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is this Little is more inside. Hard target role play there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more insight into my mind than you guys probably wanted. But, you know, we've had to hear all about about Griff's childhood injuries. <laughs> yes, we've all learned a lot. No, it's all good. I've known him for years, and I learned some shit. This is a That's therapy session here. I'm, learned so I'm much here. It. But then, yeah, when he says, load me. Um, my, my big oh, note here, God. I will take a picture of it in my handwriting like I could barely contain myself, is all caps of, yes. <laughs> <laughs> even as a nine-year-old, I said, yes, daddy, because I did <laughs> I was into it, and I didn't even know why. Wow. Yeah, yes, something's daddy. come hard. Yeah. But uh, and she something's does, come hard. Target, you mean? Slow mo, and it's a big bullet, and it's really great. And yeah, oh, I love it. It's so beautiful. And during that whole like loading scene, we see Jean Claude like palm that grenade like a fucking street magician. But I was gonna say like skeet totally. Ball. Like skeet ball, <laughs> he's going down to the wharf to play skeet ball. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little of that. Uh, I don't remember the name of the game. And so it's like we get all of John Woo's shit at once. We get slow motion. Yeah. We get fucking pigeons flying off in the background. Oh my we God, get the fire. Pigeons. We the pigeons yeah. have responded, kicking and the barrel flipping and uh, or well, the flip over the barrel rather, uh, which is so great. Yeah. And Who's my Sean favorite Donkey weapon, Kong, which is a flaming one by four. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the mullet. Okay, the mullet swaying while he runs. I, 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 I'm sorry, you guys didn't say it, but you get that swish, swash, right. yeah. like the fucking ocean rolling in. The mullet just coming for you. But you're right. Boshan picks up a fucking flaming two by four because he's like Terry Funk taught me well, bitch. And I'm then, gonna hit you real hard. And Chance just grabs it and no sells the fuck out of it. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like holy shit, this guy's crazy. Yeah, and uh, roll for intimidation, uh, baby. It's the game meets game, you know. Yeah, this is actually Murray. Right. I know you didn't know where to take this, but Fausch actually pulls pants in by the coat, and he's like, "Bitch, you're not gonna show me up." And he's ready to like headbutt him or something. But then that's when fucking Chance reveals his Chance card. I'm going to use his name because his mama took a chance. Grenade. Motherfucker's got a grenade. And since this is the 90s, we had some baggy pants back then. So he <laughs> just grabs Fushan's pants, blip, right into his crotch. And, of course, Jean claude has got a fucking beautiful line to set it up that I won't say. Hunting season is over. And then, Fushan, this irritated me, this, okay? <laughs> He's got a grenade in his pants. He pulls it out because he yeah. gets. Well, first of all, he gets kicked the fuck back like twenty feet. Oh yeah, into a pile of shit. Pulls it out. He's like, "Well, I could just throw it at Chance, or I could just try to defuse it." Like, what the? Now is not the time hey, for Mission hey, Impossible. Hey. He thinks he's about to die. His brain isn't functioning correctly. So this is what he does with it. I don't know. I think it was just he got so like dunked on that he's like, fuck, I got to come back with some heavy shit. I'm going to defuse the fucking. Okay. And he almost does it because he gets the thing. I don't know. Fuck all about grenades. But I guess you just unscrew it and then it's fine. Yeah. But a spark lights off. Maybe static electricity. Maybe Fushan was rubbing some uh, balloons on his hair. Spark flies. Oh, shit. Blows up. Uh. Taffy, how are you feeling about this death? 
I love that. Uh, well, I love it and I hate it. I love that. I, I don't know anything about grenades, but when he yeah. pulls it out, yeah, when he pulls it out, I don't know if you guys saw this, but it says fuse on there on the well, apparently fuse, and that seems <laughs> that it would be labeled so clearly, but maybe it is. Yeah. no, I really don't know. You'll have to get a ballistics expert. I can tell you about hemlines, but I cannot assist you with that um but i did think that that was funny i i i think that um i understand why we went with a very literal emasculation of lance in this but i (laughs) wanted a little bit better than that because that final little oop moment is funny um and like the punchline of it hits me and i do laugh and enjoy it in the short term. But then when I think about it, I think about what a fantastic villain he was the whole way through, how he did that whole thing where he really brings the gravitas and is like an actual actor about it while he's simultaneously chewing up the scenery. And uh, it just seems like there could have been something a little splashier or more personal. It's almost like they got tired uh, and we're a little like, ah, fuck it. Uh, it's almost as like they're doing a four hour podcast. It's not like they right. were just trained. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. They're like, let's just roll this thing up. Let's do it. <sighs> like, I have he to... was great. He was no Professor Glastonbury, but he was great as the villain. Like, I'm seriously interested. Okay. So let's close this out and then we'll get into our Glastonbury closing comments about this, right? <laughs> okay. okay. I want my rebuttal. Glastonbury, great. And so now that our our main villain has been exploded by a grenade, correct. Chance goes over to check on Duvet because he thinks that his uncle has died. This is when he like like Chance holds him up and he starts coughing and coming to. He pulls out that he had a flask and the flask protected him from the arrow that almost killed him. Was it a bullet or was it an arrow? It was an arrow. It was an arrow. Yeah, Why was it an arrow? Fushan, like, he put it with his hand. He like, Oh, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. And so he was saved by his moonshine. And that's when we get that fucking beautiful CCR riff, like an 18-year-old learning guitar for the first time. <laughs> right. I, I, I'll give him credit for showing restraint. I thought that song was going to be somewhere way in the beginning, like like when they yeah. had the snake. I thought that's where they're going to whip out Born in a Body. You are damn right. That would have been a better place off. for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's, that's why we should be making these movies, but we're that's not. Right. I'm just uh, like I'm thrilled with what we did here today. I'm thrilled that we did it within uh, seven and a half hours I because know, I, 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 work I think day. it's, it's <laughs> beautiful yeah. watching the sun come up right now. I, I know, mean, <laughs> I love it. Between me and Taffy, I thought we were going to go all night. I don't know when COVID's over. I hope there's a day where me and me and her can just talk. Me, Murray can come to do, of course. Oh, okay. so but I, I hope we have an eggs and coffee day where we can just talk about how Murray's wrong about how this is one of the best action movies of all time. You know, wow. I, I talk a lot of shit about it throughout our conversation this evening, but that's just for fun because, honest to God, when I just sit down and watch it by my lonesome here, um, I am entertained as. Every time it makes me laugh. It's exciting. It's fun. Uh, Lance is sexy. And I just, I think it's great. We got a, a terrific henchman and the prettiest girl, even if she is kind of a dumbass uh, <laughs> in the worst outfits. 
um it's really yeah it's genuinely entertaining and i actually um if i can find it oh shit i'll send it to you uh yeah i find that this uh combined with showdown in little tokyo is the best uh double feature ever because both <laughs> of the movies are you know maybe not great but they're both just entertaining as fuck. And um, when this whole COVID business started, a couple of friends of mine who live far away um, were like, oh, well, we can't think of anything good to do. And I'm like, let me take care of you. Oh, <laughs> I, like, yeah. I like programmed their night where I sent them recipes for uh, gumbo and Sazeracs. And um, uh, uh, like I cut together a trailer of... Uh, this and showdown together and uh made them like rent both of those and and watch them back to back and i had like a trivia game <laughs> and shit for them because i was so yeah. committed to the premise of them watching these two movies and uh uh you know they're arguably two of the smartest people that i know uh that i made sit down and watch these two back to back um and they loved it because it's pure entertainment and if that's what you're wanting um, then it's perfect if you really want you know art or to pick it apart or whatever it, it does fall apart fairly quickly but um, I think that it's tremendously entertaining it's a great like wow this really it is the first American John Woo but it really feels like the first American John Woo because he imported all the stuff that makes his movies his movies all the slow-mo and doves and gunplay and everything like double guns and shit and uh uh it it's just a lot of fun and i think that um uh i have more f i love face off oh i love face off but for his american movies i i kind of prefer this one um uh it's even a little bit more fun um to me so i was really glad that you guys let me do it thank you of course but like uh, this one for sure. Any any movie that's under two hours. I thought Face Off was kind of on the longer side. I think it I haven't, is. I haven't seen the whole thing because again, I think it's on the longer side. But no, there, there's so many of these good shorter movies where the action is simple, whereas I think action nowadays is complicated, and that's why I don't really like it because there's so yeah. many cuts to it. And there's the emphasis on building up your hero and your villains that I don't think gets. <laughs> reached enough i just love the days when we had martial artists who could yeah. do their own shit and stuntmen so we don't yeah. have all these cuts yeah we, actually, we can actually watch people doing their thing mm -hmm. instead of like Absolutely. shaky camera and all that bullshit yeah or, or close-ups it's like uh uh so like i i used to dance a lot right uh, and whenever you see dancers in movies, you can tell whether the actor actually trained and was any good or whether they weren't because you get these tight close-ups, and that's not how you film dance. And it's the same thing with action. Like, don't, don't give me tight close-ups of action. I want to see people fucking yeah. duking it out. I want, like, a Shaw Brothers, like, fully laid out, like, everybody beating the hell out of each other situation. And, uh... Um, yeah, it's it's nice to see uh, actual people doing this stuff and actual, you know, like a, a practical effects. The fire is on fire. The snake was a rubber oh, ass yeah. goddamn snake. Uh, you know, like you're, you're preaching like, to the converted. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, this is a good stuff here. Like less green screen, more practical. All that's that's our whole. Yes. I have to tell you, the thing is 
fucking almost 40 years old and the shit still holds up. Sure. Yeah. Got right. So, especially, I think especially with horror, you have to have shit there. It's oh. got, you can't have fake blood. You can't have CGI blood. It's mm. got to be there in order to feel I, real. I can't speak on it. I haven't watched enough horror. I watch what Mike tells me, and the last last new move, new horror movie I watched was from like 1956, and it was wonderful, black and white, with practical effects. But that, that, I just think that works so much better. Because, I don't because it's there. Yeah. That's why. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ooh. Let's we get. We're gonna wrap this up. Taffy, you oh, know, let's the door's do always the door is always open for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Get on that get even. We'll have you back on. You can see whatever the fuck you want Hell, about Dolph and his dick and whatever. And I'm not gonna be jealous at all. I'm gonna be okay with it. We'll we'll <laughs> both be okay with it. And if there is a fucking eighties, nineties action type what do they even call action TV show you want to do? We just did Miami Vice, MacGyver, yeah. we've done Baywatch. You want to do Baywatch any of, Nights. If you want to do any do. of the old shows. Baywatch Nights. Okay, so yeah. I hadn't watched Baywatch Nights. I've never actually even seen an episode of mm. Baywatch. Um, That's but, why we're here. Uh, I saw who was like, no, no, Baywatch Nights. This is good stuff. He's never led me astray. Everything you need to listen to or watch is always spot on perfect. And so... <laughs> I was real sad one day a couple of weeks ago. Oh, my God. And so instead of, you know, getting a therapist or something useful like that, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch a bunch of Baywatch nights. And I did. And go. it was preposterous. And I really enjoyed it. Plus, there was a Vincent Schiavelli episode. And I'm always glad to see him show up in things. And yeah, 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 yeah. we could do some Baywatch nights. Yeah, if there's anything you really want to talk to us about, because we've already done two episodes of Baywatch Nights, uh, both in the second season. But well, yeah, we're going to stick with the second. The first season is just lame, <laughs> like you know, crime. We want the supernatural. It's just yeah. yeah I don't think that it had turned crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I will. I will think on the television or the like shit that I like that frankly nobody else does that might be up your alley and uh, see if I can come up with a proposal for you. I, and I really do All appreciate right. it because uh, sometimes being a, a lady type, um, I, I get a little bit ostracized for having kind of <laughs> for my taste. <laughs> a lot of my, no, my uh, lady friends who like movies don't want to talk about this for five years. <laughs> right. Well, hey, we enjoy it. We always like having guests. So we always we always like having guests that are enthused to be on the show. Yeah, really, for sure. Like about. Murray obviously wasn't enthused, so it was good to have somebody else I could throw to because Murray kept getting lost in the weeds here. <laughs> I, 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 first of all, I'm old, right. and I watched it two days ago, okay? I can't remember everything that happens. All right. Okay. What, do you want to throw me on the bus too. one last time before we sign off? Yeah, Murray, do you even know what movie we're doing next week? I do, Griff. Thank you, Taffy, for starting off our December to remember. And it's going to be December to remember, Griff, for one of two reasons. Either we're going to be blowing you away with some great movies, or we're going to be the state's going to be shut down because you motherfuckers can't wear masks and wash your fucking hands. But I don't know what's going to happen with that, but if it I'm going to vote on the positive side. 
and I'm going to say we're going to do movies. And since it's December, it's about family. We're going to do sci-fi and fantasy movies, mostly from my childhood that I remember watching. And next week, Griff. Hey, do you guys like Star Wars? I asked you a question. Do you guys like Star Wars? <laughs> of course we do. One more time. Do you guys <laughs> like Star Wars? Oh, my yeah. God. Oh. Well, we're not doing Star Wars. <laughs> you dick. We're doing one better. We're doing one of the countless <laughs> knockoffs of Star Wars. And not only is it a knockoff of Star Wars, it's a knockoff of the Magnificent Seven, which is a knockoff of the Seven Samurai. <laughs> We're doing Roger Corman's Battle Beyond the Stars, which I saw when I was five years old. Uh, wait, we wait. Got is that the one George, with, um, uh, we got a, uh, yeah, go on. Go on. I'm sorry. Go. We got I a cavalcade of stars wanting a paycheck. We got George Pappard as Space Cowboy. Anybody wanted to know what a futuristic version of Griff would be? It's Space <laughs> Cowboy. Right down to his love of grilled hot dogs and a utility belt that dispenses booze. Oh, yeah, that's, that's good. We got Robert Vaughn playing basically a future version of his character from The Magnificent Seven. We've got John Boy from The Waltons playing futuristic John Boy from The Waltons. And we have the Booptacular, Sybil Danning, and some crazy-ass Valkyrie shit. I remember seeing it at five. I was like, I like girls. I, I, really, I realized after seeing her in these crazy costumes. <laughs> so that's coming up next week. That'll be on the stars. See you then. Go to sleep. Keep it warm.